हेलो एवरीवन दिस इज कथक का चक्कर माय नेम इज प्रमित एंड दिस प्लेस इज डिजाइन टू बी अ सेंट्रल प्लेटफॉर्म टू ब्रिंग कॉन्वर्सेशंस विद कथकर्स अक्रॉस द ग्लोब So today I have with me Seema Suresh Kumar. Seema Di is a Kathak enthusiast who started learning Kathak dance at a tender age in Banaras, UP, and started her training under under the tutelage of Dr. Purnima Pandey. Later, she trained with Shrimati Manju Manju Shukla. Both Dr. Pandey and Shrimati Shukla are disciples disciples of Sri Mohan Rao Kalyanpurkar. Sri Kalyanpurkar was a disciple of Pandit Shambhu Maharaj. Currently, she teaches Kathak dance in Central New York. Her students are of all ages ranging from 3 to 70 years of age. She finds Kathak to be an ideal mechanism to instill confidence and a sense of purpose amongst the young. For adults engaged in stressful professions, practicing Kathak is an outlet for relaxation and rejuvenation by connecting the body and spirit. Overall our activity overall uh, the her activities help build a sense of community rooted in the universal values of love, devotion and beauty. Seema Di how are you? I'm doing good, and yeah, thanks. Uh, I know a long term coming. We were supposed to do this in October. Now it's like December. So yeah, I'm glad to be doing this with you, Simadi. I guess, and just to be, just to start off, since you are in Central New York, and when we talk about building audiences for Kathak, what does that look like for you? When you're talking about building an audience for dance, Kathak, just curious about that. Actually, it's very interesting question because when I started teaching dance, people. just wanted to learn bollywood hmm. but they they know bollywood but they don't know what bollywood is about what hmm. does it mean even indian um families indian ladies or um, kids they hmm. they don't want to commit to the classical training they just want to learn dance on um bollywood songs right hmm. so uh for that i was you know when you when you are just starting and building a community mm-hmm. you want to cater to everyone's choice that's what right. they want to do that's what their ambition is yeah sure but i am tra- a trained classical kathak dancer when right. you are trained as a classical dancer you crave to share your intense training you had growing up hmm. with other people then you find out and people find out about you also over a period of time hmm. it nothing happens overnight unless you have built up your audience somewhere else you know or or you you come from a family where you had everybody artist hmm. so when i moved to central new york upstate new york and i live in syracuse new york right. but we have like albany two and a half hours away rochester 90 minutes away mm-hmm. there there are no kathak teachers around i get students from utica which is like one hour away binghamton corning new york liverpool beville fayetteville all this area around us so what i learned is that every town has a bharatanatyam teacher mm-hmm. but there are no kathak teachers and circus never had one before when you say before what kind of timelines are we talking about ever 
Okay. Before me. Oh, okay. Interesting. <laughs> so when I gave a couple of performances in one of the Indian uh, fest events, mm. people started coming to me that ladies would say, you know, I want to learn Kathak from you. And mm. or moms would say, I want my daughter to learn Kathak from you. And I, learned, I don't teach. Mm. It went on for nine months. Like every mm. three months, like somebody will come and I'm like, I don't teach. I don't teach. Mm. Then my husband said, like, you know, put a rug in there. So sh- long story short, you mm. see that there are people craving for this. Mm. So if if I had not started teaching at the mm. dance, there are so many people that they will live here and think that this is an activity for big cities. Right, because mm. big cities have lo- many teachers, many Lots artists arts centers, available, yeah. and it's accessible to them. Mm. It's an activity to learn in big cities. Mm-hmm. When I started teaching here, people were just excited. So people were excited among the Indian diaspora, okay, Indian community, right. and they started coming to me. Like, mm. like I never had, I have never advertised never thought of marketing myself because your work speaks for you, right? You, mm. Your students give performance in one event, another event, and people see and people reach out to you. And this marketing and um, making yourself out there, it's all new phenomena. You know, young are so good at it. They can, like you, you started with this idea, which I had never thought about talking to interviewing other artists that's why i tell you this is out of the box this is really cool what you're doing it's so new thank you so um so when when we were trained as as kathak dancers mm-hmm. a i never had a, a goal to become a professional dancer after mm-hmm. my training and all and b we never did it for fame or or anything else so when i started i started very slow i started with small number of students Mm. however now i'm at a point seven years later Mm -hmm. because i started in 2014 seven eight years later that my students are a little bit advanced and wherever we do performances people see people notice so now it's it's not just indians who come Mm. to me it's non-indian communities other ethnicity are reaching out to me and here in central New York, we have huge Nepali, Nepali Bhutanese community, and they are very much into dancing. Hmm. They, they do dance, their folk dance more, Nepali, but they, they love Bollywood movies and songs. So for, in their community, Kathak dance is not known. They don't right. know about classical dance. Hmm. But when they're coming to me and hmm. watching my other students learn Kathak dance and right. getting certified so that one day they can become a teacher mm-hmm. or they can be a professional dancers and they can start this, right? This is how it multiplies. Right. So for that, so now I'm getting some Nepali communities, um, members that they are interested in learning Kathak also, but mostly they, come, they when they first come to me, they come to me for Bollywood dance. Understood. So building an audience is, is a process which is slow, but it has to be steady. And and your work has to speak for itself. Understood, Simadi. And um, well, first of all, congratulations for everything you've done and the ways you come serve the community, Simadi. Um, 
on this note when you come when you have people coming with an interest in bollywood some people may gravitate to kathak and some people won't so i guess for you what is the process of like introducing if someone comes to you saying i want to learn bollywood what is your process to one understand if they'd be interested in kathak and how do you get them interested in kathak if they came to you coming in from like an interest in bollywood just curious about that yes so when they come to me and say we want to learn bollywood dance but they still want to learn dance mm. and they will have to learn fundamentals of dance Fair. any dance you want to perform you need to know how to move your body mm-hmm. how to keep your posture okay. right while dancing how to use your back mm-hmm. how to use your core muscles where to look how mm-hmm. to look how long to look at something mm. so even when i teach them i literally use all the hastamudra's names okay. i tell them make pataka make ala padma katkamukha i use okay. literally all the hastamudra's names mm-hmm. and i also give them the foundation of dance because whether you want to dance on bollywood songs mm-hmm. or you want to dance on folk dance folk songs mm-hmm. or you want to dance any bandish tatak mm-hmm. bandish your body is going body is the tool so mm. for dancing if the body is the tool you need to train your body first so that it can move even if you want to dance bhangra dance because i am trained in bhangra um garba dandiya like i can teach any folk dances mm. and i do rajasthani dance um i have my students do all kinds of performances and mm. dance all kinds of dance forms So I tell them whether you want to dance folk dance bollywood uh, on any bollywood songs or kathak dance the tool is the same we are mm. all going to use our body so you cannot shortcut if you are if you don't want to you be trained as a dancer then just watch youtube videos and copy and dance because nobody's there to correct your posture mm. nobody is going to tell you omg you are just throwing your hands and not really taking it gracefully right the muscles mm-hmm. need to be trained the discipline has to be there so when they come to me i teach them all the fundamentals and yeah. then i tell them do you want to keep going do you enjoy dancing do you see yourself dancing for a long time mm. and then they say yes then i say why don't you learn dance then mm-hmm. learn it properly so that you are not just learning for one song two songs half a song this song you're not just consumed by the songs mm-hmm. you learn dance and then dance on any song mm-hmm. you should be able to get up and join other people for any song you should be able to pull any move but for that understand how the moves work mm-hmm. and how you use even your breath so that you have endurance you have stamina to keep dancing for an hour two hours hmm. if you don't learn to use your breath for with your moves you're going to run out you're going to be huffing and puffing 10 minutes later you're going to be like oh oh i can't do anymore hmm. so so dance is dance hmm. and we all use one tool which is our body hmm. connect your body mind and understand how you how you're going to use it so then definitely that's how i converted all of them into kathak dancers 
<laughs> like that you will use the word conversion but yeah makes sense that you talk about dance as fundamentals and then you relate that to kathak which is very interesting simadi since you're talking about like say converting people to kathak i mean and convert, converting them and uh, like also one other thing i wanted to know is like how you're involved in the community itself in the sense like so say if you're living in central new york part of it is performing but what are the other ways you you're kind of involved in the community and how do you get them how do you spread awareness about the dance form it's such a timely question because i i'm introducing a indian dance course at lemoine college oh nice and it's going to be three credit hours i will start teaching course got approved that's why i can talk about oh, it oh congratulations thank you and and it's going to i'm going to start teaching from fall 2022 okay and they already have a dance course which is ballet jazz contemporary right so mm-hmm. this is the first course which is going to be the course which is out of us mainstream dance forms so so this is going to be very interesting mm-hmm. and so i did that i i've been in the making of that for last 2 3 years i mean okay. i mean people i go watch their performances i mm-hmm. see what their level is and if i go in and i start to introduce a course what my level is going to be what mm. are the expectations what kind of students i'm going to mm. get over there it's going to be i i did a workshop for them this uh, this semester yeah and i i had all all white students in the class mm. right so they are all they know ballet they know jazz they know contemporary but they did not know any indian dance and they were so intrigued and so curious to mm. learn and they did excellent in the in the learning about mm-hmm. hastamudras and and the postures and then making their own story mm-hmm. so part of the workshop is that use the hand movements and the hastamudras and rasas i taught them navrasa mm. hastamudra and some movements and i had them create their own stories in a group activity and they they did an amazing they enjoyed it so then i asked if i come and teach would you take the course and every single one of them said yes nice because the world people are exposed now people mm. are craving for new things new things that can excite them so i mm. go to all the colleges here occ anandaga community college i do workshops there i go to middle schools mm. and i teach them about you know our three gods brahma vishnu maheshwara Achha. i teach them guru vandana i i teach them the deep stuff no shortcuts mm. i teach them about hindu mythology and what we believe in and how they are and why why the what the scriptures we use natya shastra and all that and people love it students love it they get so curious and and they all want us like who oh, we want to learn this dance form it's so different it's so t- intriguing so i have a, i believe in educating people hmm. when you educate people about something new you are making them curious you are playing with their minds so you just cannot take it and tell people accept it Mm. now you educate them you expose them with with something little little so i go back i just don't do workshop one workshop and i'm done right i i go back every year every I semester see. libraries museums i go everywhere 
And mm. I now I take my students and I, if there is a project, there is a grant available, I apply for that. And mm. we won at a Syracuse University. There was one grant from arts and science department, language department, mm -hmm. and, and we made a, a fusion of Bollywood and, um, sorry, Kathak and ballet. We did a little bit of project dance there and, and we performed, you know, so it's about educating people. And mm -hmm. that also takes time, but I enjoy the process because whenever I come out of these workshops, I feel mm -hmm. like, wow, what an, an energy they had mm -hmm. and how happy I made them, mm -hmm. how satisfied they felt after yeah. the workshop. That mm -hmm. kind of keeps me going. Understood. And Simaji, if I had to ask you to brag a little bit about yourself, I'm very curious. Um, when you hear, when you get feedback from your students, you seem like someone that people would be really drawn to. So what is it? What are the aspects about your teaching, your personality you feel that people have been drawn to over the years? What has helped draw, like build the circle around you and this community around you? I feel you cannot be judgmental. Mm -hmm. You cannot have any preconceptions that when you approach people, you cannot think that they are different. Mm. You cannot. If you if you start thinking anything like that, okay. you will not approach them as you, as mm. one. And people like to connect first before they are ready to receive. Hmm. So you need to connect and give the message that we are one. Okay. We are all humans who crave for the same things. Hmm. So once you connect at a very uh, emotional level, then they are open. Then they are in, like an open vessel, like you can pour in, pour in, pour in. Hmm. But you have to open it first. Then only you can pour in. If it's closed and you pour anything on top of it, it's just going to spill over. So I, I use this as my, you go in, and you ask them questions so that they open a little bit, then they open because everyone likes to talk about themselves. And, and if we show genuine interest that I want to learn about you, then people open up just very easily because they know we are not judging them. Mm. So that has been one of my um, kind of experiences that um, you need to connect, you need to talk as one mm -hmm. and then give then they are ready to receive whatever we would give. And another thing I always learned that you have to have very friendly personality, okay. like more smiling than keep the mouth closed, more inviting than having a close um, kind of, you know, mm. message. So, so that people just come and connect and, and enjoy. And I have had students stay with me for six plus years now, just mm -hmm. because of that. And I genuinely care for them. Mm. Even if they ask me out of the class, you know, as, as dancers, you know, we have so many rehearsals, so yeah. many extra hours of this and that. And we, when it comes to paying for the classes and all, you cannot count those. Like you cannot start charging every class you do for rehearsals or, you know, mm. you, um, you are helping like my my students are going to take exam on January 9th mm. and from now till January 9th I will do so many classes or so many hours of helping them right. but I cannot count those right mm. so that kind of thing 
you have to see beyond money beyond any agenda hidden hmm. agenda behind it okay then then things happen like your passion has to speak for itself hmm so you talked about um be, like coming from a place of genuine concern trying to connect with people smiling more than having a closed energy and yeah not just tying everything into money so seema ji you, you talked about learning these things so i'm curious about that so is this has this something always that has been an inherent part of your personality you've kind of learned this along while being in the states what's what's been your experience about that when i moved to us i was already a trained dancer in india and i so when um, was that so i moved to states in 95 okay. but i was i start i got trained very early in my life so after mm-hmm. that you know in india that time youth festivals had started so like mm-hmm. you compete at regional then uh-huh. state then national i was already doing that for 3 4 years okay. when i was doing my bachelor's and masters got you um so i was kind of a performer mm-hmm. uh, from life so when you become a performer there are certain traits that you learn and master that you yourself don't realize it mm. so i had no fear of public speaking per se <laughs> i have no fear of putting myself out there acha in 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 front of audience i don't but i did not know that it was mm. just natural to me so when i came here i would i started doing presentations and and even the office i would just um go talk to anybody and and become friends in in very very easily and what i felt i had a coworker who was from pakistan and and she she would tell me oh how easily you can do that and she she could not do that so there right. was a very contrast difference like be, between the just two of us ladies we were same age looked pretty much alike but the personality wise we were very different so mm-hmm. in hindsight that mm-hmm. i see and i did not realize at that time that the dance training that did that to me mm-hmm. dance training made me a very confident like a performer all the time mm. everywhere okay. i did not know that when i when i actually started teaching and people would just say how easy to talk to you or how easily you you never look nervous and things like that then i started connecting two and two together mm. like oh it is my dance training that mm. made me because when you learn dance you learn so many things that that becomes a part of your personality you cannot take it away from it and and sure it does so it all of that that i talked about that i approach this way i approach that hmm. way i it was the training and then the guru you learn from hmm. makes a huge difference and my guru manju ji whom i learned most of it manju shukla ji yeah he never ran after fame she was mm. she was a professor at vanisthali vidyapeet that's where um is close to jaipur in rajasthan okay. mm-hmm. and and it's a boarding school so that's where i grew up i learned dance from so manju ji was a teacher there but she never became a artist like who would go around and perform everywhere and all mm-hmm. she just taught there for the university right mm-hmm. so but she she 
and she is a, now she's retired, but she's a very classy person. Mm. She never really scolded us in a bad way. She never had high expectations. And so I think I watched her mm-hmm. while uh, uh, growing up and I inherited her elegance, her grace, and the way she talked, the way she taught. Mm. Actually, um, my other dance professor from Lemoyne, she asked me the same thing. Sima, mm. I have to ask you something. She goes, how did you become such an elegant, graceful person? Because mm-hmm. she know, she observed me in her workshop. Hey. Then she um, she's noticing me how I'm, you know, creating the course and how I'm approaching everything. Yeah. And I said, I, I told her, I, I think I had a very best guru when mm. I whom I learned the dance from. Because when you are a child, you learn what you see. Mm. And and you just you can't you can't afford not to learn what you see. Mm-hmm. That's what I think. I, I think that as teachers, as gurus, and and the gurus who are very famous, mm-hmm. they have a very big responsibilities. Understood. So like a lot of your personality comes from your dance training and like learning from your gurus. So Simadi, that, that kind of informs my next question. So you've learned Kathak a certain way from your gurus. And when you teach, I assume part of it is you're transmitting whatever your gurus transmitted directly. And part of it is you're adding your kind, your, your own things and things you do differently. So I'd like to know how do you teach different Kathak differently from how you were taught? I'm very curious about that. We... Today, Kathak has evolved mm. the way we learned and now how we are approaching. True that. And what I like about Kathak is it's such a springboard. You know, mm. you can you can add your own personality. Kathak dance gives us that freedom. Right. That we add a little bit of our own personality into it. So Kathak today is a lot about movements, mm. creating movements, creating interesting movements. And that was not there when I was learning. Guru okay. would say like, do this, do this, hat maro, idhar maro. And, <laughs> you know, even Anga Kavya was not there. What's Anga Kavya? With names. Okay. <laughs> we never, when, when I started teaching with ISTD, mm-hmm. I, we, we have two reference books. Okay. Right? Abhinaya Darpan and Anga Kavya, Mirror of Gestures and Anga Kavya that we have to have. Okay. And then I started teaching with the names like Utpati, Naman, Samtal, you know, Ampumang and Matang and all that, these names, cha, uh, like Thap and uh, Chavar. I, now I use most names because it's, it really makes sense to you teach with names so that people understand right away. Right. Um, but when we were learning, there was nothing like that. Guru was just say. <laughs> just like that but we were like dancing every single day to master all that so we knew kind of what, what they meant were. anyway yeah. right mm-hmm. but not anymore you cannot teach like that mm. you especially in the u.s mm-hmm. the way i i say like sweetheart sweetie mm-hmm. very good you know you cannot say like you <laughs> know then they will never come back. Right. And you have to adapt to the environment where you're teaching. Hmm. So the way here people are taught in the schools, you have to be in the same wavelength. Hmm. Kids feel at home then. 
they they don't feel like oh indians are so mean or why indian parents or indian gurus have to be so mean mm. no we don't have to be mean at all fair enough yeah so so i teach in a very that part of my personality is that i i teach in a very friendly way and i just say that there are many ways to learn and mm. enjoying something and learning okay works like it 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 has yes. to be a be a fun for you to keep coming back and keep going year after year to learn this mm-hmm. it has to have a fun element to it i i truly believe it hmm. okay yeah makes sense like how you would adapt to the changing times and kind of make it more fun shrimati kathak is like really beautiful art form for that so shrimati i guess if you uh, like it in a different era you might be able to yes if your students are practicing you might be able to yell at them and kind of Uh, you know, if they aren't practicing, but like, say, if your students aren't practicing or they're kind of falling behind, not doing as much as you'd like them to, how do you encourage them to get back into the groove? What do you, what kind of techniques do you use? So I ask them, do you sleep every day? Yes. Do you eat every day? Yes. I said, why don't you not eat one day and just eat the next day for two days? Mm. So like, oh, what do you mean, Simon? Jay, we can't do that. I said, precisely. So. if you if you can't eat a lot in one day and you have to eat little little every day mm-hmm. that's how dance is going to be okay. can you dance like 10 hours in a day and not dance for next 10 days no what are you going to dance from my body i said precisely you can't tear apart your body and then expect the next day to get up and dance no you have to feed it slowly slowly little by little just like you feed your body through food Mm. So if you you have to understand the importance if you really mean to learn and become a good dancer you have to understand this fundamental fact too. Mm. So that's how I I put I use examples I make them think mm. that a you cannot do everything in one day you have to mm. do it slowly slowly and b today is what date so they'll say like october 1st 2019 right. i said when the october 1st 2019 is coming back again mm. we don't know i said precisely so why do you want to not do anything on october 1st 2019 which is never coming back in your life mm. so use time wisely and understand that you cannot feed everything in one day don't study everything the day before the exam Mm. it's going to overwhelm you and you will not do good and it's not going to be enough time to learn everything in one day so this kind of but you have to repeat this over and over they'll remember it today but they will go back to because habits don't change mm-hmm. so fast and a habit doesn't get built so fast mm-hmm. so in every class i have lot of adult students and they are driven i mm. actually don't have to ask them even to practice mm. it has become a community and and so much fun that even for the exam everybody has holidays and every one mm. of them are organizing when can we practice and this and that and they are all doing it by themselves adults are mm-hmm. fully fully driven but for kids i always tell them remember sweetie einstein or whoever won nobel prizes and did great things they had 24 hours in a day and we all have 24 hours in a day they did not get 25 26 hours in a day 
but what they did was managed their time mm. they knew what was important to them if kathak is that important to them mm. manage your time allocate time because this is how you are going to master anything hmm. understood and yeah best of luck to your students i'm, I'm sure they'll do great and kind of that informs my next question and um so simadi that um, with your uh, like when we're talking about exams you know the the, the two big names i've heard in terms of syllabus is iict and the akhil bharti gandhi mahavidyalaya and they both have their own different things but what do you like about the iict syllabus in terms of imparting like a structured education to kathak like what are the aspects of it you like about it which helps your students i like that it it has little bit of western style in it understood so i know my students are never going to go back to india Mm. even if they become a dancer or teachers they are all going to be in western world right. they are all born and raised here right mm-hmm. so i when i was looking into which university i should get affiliated <laughs> with <laughs> that time online wasn't that available and in india it's it's really um, you know there's still like the older universities they still don't have much online facility mm-hmm. and istd is very big in europe right. already mm-hmm. right? yeah it's actually part of the school curriculum right so they already had built up structure mm-hmm. and and i know that my students are not going to come to dance class like four times a week right. they have piano lessons to go to karate to go to like they they take so much Mm. every single day they have something to do right okay. so i knew the reality of how we were trained and how students are going to be here yeah and and my legacy will be like even one or two person takes it all the way you know yeah like india like out of so many students how many students a guru gets mm. who really get to next level right yeah. so i kind of looked into istd because a it was totally western organization mm-hmm. and an international organization istd mm. has centers and teachers in switzerland in china in india in us everywhere mm. right in europe everywhere right. um, and and south america like it's an international organization it's mm. an 120 some years old mm. although the classical dance division is not that old right like, in uk they had it started maybe 20 years ago mm-hmm. something like that so i looked at the curriculum i looked at what they are expecting and i looked at how much i can have my students what i have here do yeah based on that i decided to go for with istd mm. and and then i they have this teachers training compulsory mm-hmm. training once a year okay where we actually learn how to manage classes big groups yes. how to teach choreographies how to all teach everything from the syllabus okay. even anytime i need help i can reach out to one of the teachers from istd mm. um, to teach me you know like okay. that so i was starting after 20 years of hiatus right so i was very very nervous but i wanted to be fair to my students hmm. and I, since when we were learning we always did the examination 
it mm-hmm. wasn't like you're teaching in your basement and nobody knows what you're doing and nobody cares what you are teaching no i wanted somebody to test my students if okay. they are up to par mm-hmm. if they are learning good or not if they are really becoming learning a kathak dancer or not you know okay. i did not want to just go do my own thing mm-hmm. i did not want to do that so in the very beginning when i started teaching after a year i said no i want my students to take exams hmm. and nobody told me about istd i just was looking on internet for very long time and then hmm. eventually i found istd on my own but then i reached out and i sent all my certificates and all, you know nishara then all that we had done uh, in kathak dance i have all my bhatkhande from bhatkhande so um i sent and they they accepted right away next day i got the approval um that i can um have my student test with okay. i and then i i started like that so um i am i'm doing it since 2016 with istd so it's not mm. it hasn't been very long time yet so understood uh yeah thanks for going to the background of what made you choose i see how you came across it what do you like about it and simadi you talked about um l- like learning from others and learning as well so that's kind of what i'm curious about since you know they say that in kathak or classical arts you kind of never stop learning you're kind of always learning very curious to know if is there anything you're working on learning these days and what is that like just wanted to know about that you're learning these days yeah i actually attended a workshop with uh, manisha tai manisha oh. sat i tai i attended workshop with sujata banerji didi mm. in london um she's she's istd's uh, teacher and examiner mm-hmm. and i i have done only two workshops and one one workshop i did did with uh, uh, saswati didi and uh, birju maharaj ji mm-hmm. they came to chicago so i went there to attend one workshop um and then i invited uh, manisha sathe didi shambhavi tai and and um you know tejaswini tai uh, mm. they all came here to perform they wow. they nirtya dhara performance here mm. sujata didi came with her students and she she did uh, her show here too mm. so i believe in connecting with everybody and they they have never gotten out of dance right that that's doing mm. it for like 40 50 plus years now right i had a break of 20 years mm. so i and if you don't do anything about dance never look back imagine for 20 years mm. and then you start yeah but i it it was a struggle in the beginning that's why i did these workshops mm. to see what is now mm. what is now and what is going on and what what are they teaching Hmm. So I did these workshops to learn what right. is the technique. Okay. But since we had the very extensive training before my body was able to pick it up. Hmm. And and now I'm very much comfortable and and but I I really want to keep inviting artists here so that my students also connect with other artists, right? Hmm. If they go somewhere and they say I'm learning dance from Seema Suresh Kumar. Mm-hmm. Well, before I was Seema Agrawal, right? So then everybody who knew me from Kathak, they all knew Seema Agrawal. Mm-hmm. Now I'm Seema Suresh Kumar. So nobody will know who is Seema Suresh Kumar. So now I understand the importance of putting yourself out there. 
Mm. So that my students, if anybody inspires to be a Kathak dancer, they don't feel like, oh, nobody knows us. We were just like upstate New York. It's not like that. We can be <laughs> anywhere in the world and be connected with everybody too. I just, um, yeah, thanks for taking us that to a journey of how you kind of came back after a gap. Manisha Thai's episode is actually coming out January 16th. So just a couple of weeks yeah, from now. Manisha so, Thai is just Thank you, awesome. like that. Like exemplary. For sure. Like that was a bit. and dancer and everything. For sure. Yeah, that was a very interesting conversation I had. And yeah, got to learn a lot of things. Um, so Simadi, I guess... One thing I want to know with, so say with your academy, Engineer Academy, what are like, so the most memorable moments you've had with it? it can be a performance, a class you took, any interactions? Just wanted to know what are your most memorable. Just the whole experience. Hmm. I never knew I'm making so much difference in people's life. Okay. Unless you start something, mm-hmm. you have no idea how many lives you are touching mm-hmm. and what kind of impact you are making in their lives. Mm-hmm. I did not realize that. I was like looking at like, oh, I'm going to be teaching dance. Mm. But teaching dance is a multifaceted thing. Mm. It's never just person comes and leaves. It's never like that. You are connected with that person all through the day, all through night. Like, you know, there is a connection going on. So Seema, did you have like an instance or anecdote to share where you found out that you kind of impacted someone's life and was a big revelation to you? Yeah, people share a lot. Like you would always listen that, you know, everybody has different experiences that they get out of it. Mm-hmm. But most importantly, I noticed that when I'm not teaching, I take a break in summer. Mm-hmm. Everybody starts asking, when are we going to start our classes? Simanji, have you forgotten us? Even kids would ask. When, I, when is summer break going to be over? When are we coming back to our classes? Mm. So all this love I get from people. And I guess Simadi, coming to my last question, uh, we just want to talk about dance and spirituality. Like how has your spiritual journey been affected by dance or vice versa? And how do they tie into each other? Very curious about that. So for my students, they when they come for Bollywood dance training, mm what they have in mind is entertainment. Mm. They're dancing to entertain people. Mm. They are not dancing to be entertained themselves first. There is a difference. When you just want to dance so that people will like it, people will say, oh, very good, very good. Our classical dance training cannot be like that. Sometimes we just dance in front of five people. Mm. Sometimes we dance in front of 200 people. Mm -hmm. this should affect a dancer who is going to perform. If you're dancing for other people, yes, mm. it's going to bring your morale down if you're just dancing in front of five, five people, right. but you are hoping there might be 50 people there. Mm. And yep. then you just say five people, you're not going to give your best. Mm. So I tell everybody that you are not dancing to entertain other people. Mm. It, this has to feel that this dance is for me mm-hmm. and for my improvement, my enlightenment. Mm. Then only you are going to do justice. And then only I don't, I won't have to ask you to practice and practice and practice. Nobody can make you practice. It has to come from within. Riyaz is something, if it's not there, if it's not motivating you to do, nobody else can make you do. 
they can make you do for one time two times but it will not become part of you mm. so i always say that if it feels like you want to do mm. then only you will do so do not dance to entertain other people is mm. it never works dance to entertain yourself for your spiritual growth understand why do you even dance why can't you just sing why don't you write why don't you draw Mm. and they they are there for other people who value them as their spiritual journey right okay so if it is dance for you then feel it because sometimes we go and perform at buddhist temple mm. and when as in the beginning when covid started we had only five people in the audience did it mm. affect our performance no we had really good time because we saw lord buddha statue there and it was so spiritual mm. actually my students gave the best performance there because mm. the space made you feel that way okay so even for stage when you go on stage you have to thank stage just like we start with namaskar in the class right you have to thank with your heart for other people to come and watch you because they are only there because you know it's a big thing for you that they came to watch yeah. you mm-hmm. so this is why it has to have a spiritual aspect attached to dance training mm-hmm. so that they don't take it for granted they make it their own then they will only stay with the training otherwise after a year or two they will drop out mm. understood and yeah dancing to entertain yourself is a great way to you know and this episode is well simadi and i would say like um um one of the key moments i i love your connection with students i love the passion you have for this dance and you know the conversations you have with your students is very entertaining as well thank you so much for reaching out coming on the show it's been really fun thank you pramit it's always nice to talk to you